Recorded just the perfect time. <laughs> Clearing up my throat. Let me clear my throat. Gosh, that's such a great song. Man. I haven't heard that in so long. No. It's probably going to have to be played later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Hey. Hello, everybody. Hello. My name is Kara. <laughs> this is Megan, and we're with the Witches Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. Hello. Super <laughs> professional here. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Kara's got a doozy. An well, alien I mean, story. Yeah. We're on an alien kick. We are. I mean, I don't know that there's like humanoid creatures or anything, but there's a giant UFO with some hieroglyph hieroglyphics. That's a great word. <laughs> That's going to be so fun to say later. Wow. I wonder if somewhere there's a list of all the words that we've mispronounced on this podcast. I need somebody to make a map of that. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the locations that we do our episodes from. That would be great. That would be so good. Let's see. Do we have anything else before you get in? Mm-hmm. I guess so. Just we're, become we're, a Patreon member. Oh, yeah. So we got the new Patreon perks starting in February. Oh, my gosh. Really exciting. So um, we'll put them in the show notes so that you guys can see what they are. I think that's it. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm ready. diving in. Deep dive. Okay, 1965 UFO sighting in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Kecksburg? Kecksburg. Kecksburg. Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I may not be saying it right at all, but this is what I'm going this with. This is, I'm, I'm sure you're right. I'm 100% Absolutely. positive that I might be right. <laughs> We're just going to own it. Yeah. Just We're never wrong. It. Yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> December 5th, 1965, some eyewitnesses described an unknown fireball. Uh, fireball. Yeah, they said it was a fireball. I See, wish I didn't I know fireball to... either sometimes. <laughs> no, I haven't had fireball in years. No. But I used to enjoy it. Oh, I met a girl at that wedding I went to uh-huh. who puts fireball Stop it. in like Mm-mm. everything. Like that gave me the chills <laughs> just now. <laughs> I hope she's listening. I don't even want to say her name because I don't know if she'd be like, Megan. I'm just saying she really likes it and she puts it in literally, she'll mix it with Mountain Dew. Yeah. yeah. No. I think she even said Sprite. She listed Stop off a few it. sodas and I was like, what? Uh-uh. No, no, okay. no, 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 I don't approve. I <laughs> do not approve. Um, th- like yours, they said it was under intelligent control, and it veered somewhat in Ohio toward the Quaker state. One of the first official reports came from a Frances Kelp. She had called into a radio station, WHJB, in Greensburg around 6.30 p.m. She said she saw a fiery object crash into the woods near her home, which was in Westmoreland County. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frances said that her and her kids had approached the site about, they were about a half a mile away. And then they saw a weird object that had a four-pointed star on it. Mm. Or it was like a four-pointed star. Like, you know, the shape. Like a top bottom. Yeah, that was like very visible. Yeah. John Murphy, who worked at the radio station, immediately called the Pennsylvania State Police. From there, the state police called Francis and they were like, we want to look into this. Can we, can we chat? She was like on the phone with her friends and the people would like call in and be like, you have an emergency call. We have to disconnect you and connect you to that one. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Cause that's back when the operators would be like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Here, yeah, 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 yeah. My, my great aunt was one of those operators. And I How thought that was cool really fun. Is that? Yeah. She was great. So the radio station employee, John, he was like, you know what? I'm also gonna go to this site since they're meeting her there i kind of want to experience this for myself so he went to go interview francis and the kids in person and get a report that way and while he was there the state police were searching the woods for the object 
And John with the radio station was there waiting on the searchers to get back. And he said when they completed the search, he wasn't able to get any clear information from either there was a Carl Metz or a Paul Shipko. Um, okay. They were the ones heading the search. They just said that they were going to call in the military to handle the case because it was out of their jurisdiction or, well, or yeah. realm of expertise. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So John was like, okay, I'm going to talk to the captain of the state police and see what's going on. And they instructed him to visit the office to get the official statement. And when he got there, he was like, this this official statement doesn't sound. Did they say it was a weather balloon? Well. Did they uh, say it was a satellite or Venus? They were, <laughs> they were quoted saying, the Pennsylvania State Police have made a thorough search of the woods and we are convinced that there is nothing whatsoever in these woods. Oh. Even though Frances and her kids saw black smoke. So there's nothing there. Okay. So Frances said that when she saw it happen, she thought a plane was crashing and a piece of a plane had like flown off and landed there and it burnt up. Mm -hmm. And that's why there was black smoke. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was just like, there's got to be a cover up. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. I don't think that that's the case. If there's nothing in the woods, why are they calling the military in? Why couldn't the police oh, handle that's it? That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they search and didn't find anything, there's no need to call the yeah. military. Yeah. So when he was turning his report into the radio station, he overheard uh, some of the policemen talking that had been involved in the search. And they were talking to each other about how there was a pulsating blue light in the forest. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm. John was told that Officer Metz and the military were going back into the woods and they were just like, listen, if you're going to continue to bug us, like, you're welcome to be involved in the search for the pieces. Like this, You won't leave us alone. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. this is getting too much. So he got super excited about it. But then when he got there, he was, like, in the woods, like, getting ready to go in. Probably had his little backpack, his little recorder mm -hmm. and stuff. And they were like, okay, this is as far as you go. And he's just like, what? I'm here to I just the got search. Here. Yeah. No, they wouldn't let him go any further. Oh, weird. Yeah. So he got to the outskirts of the woods. And he couldn't go any further. So he did eyewitness the military sealing off the area. They banned all civilians from the scene and all of its immediate surroundings. But um, there was nothing there. Right, exactly. 100% uh -huh. nothing. Yes. The newspapers caught story of the crash. TV caught wind of it. People were just like hustling and bustling all around. Hmm. They just wanted firsthand yeah. experiences. Yeah. They were just like, was it a comet? Like, what is happening? Like, well, that's how I was thinking, too. But then, and that would leave nothing. But then why is the military all mm -hmm. involved? So then they were like, okay, well, is it a secret military craft or something more mysterious? Like, what is happening? That's what was happening in all the news stations, all the TV, radio, everybody. They were just like, could it be these several mm -hmm. things? Mm -hmm. Then some interesting or interested civilians made a trip into the woods before the military got control of the area. Those individuals were interviewed by Stan Gordon. They said that they saw a copper bronze colored saucer shaped object crash in the woods. They said it was about nine to 12 feet in length. It had a gold band around its bottom. And then some of the witnesses said that there were little emblems and stuff on it mm -hmm. that resembled Egyptian hieroglyphics. So those you said, people, that, you said that really great. Thanks. I I'm really amazed. I didn't think about it at first. Good job. Thanks. Good Thanks job. so much. <laughs> I had some anxiety leading up to that. <laughs> okay, so it said when the military found out about these witnesses, it said they were whisked away. Ugh. Yeah. It says later that night, some witnesses 
claim that they observed a flatback truck toting a large object that was covered by a giant tarp. Oh. Uh-huh. Whoever the witnesses were said that shortly after the truck drove off, military personnel vacated the search area. And they were just like, what is being taken down our highways? Because mm-hmm. remember, you all said there was nothing there. Yep, exactly. Taking so, away a bunch of nothing? Uh-huh. So I was watching parts of the Unsolved Mysteries episode that aired in 1990. A witness that saw the truck said that the truck was driving so fast that if there were anything that were to step out in front of it, it would have hit them and kept going. Oh, my God. Like, there, it was followed by military personnel without, like, lights and sirens, like, unmarked vehicles. They were instructed not to stop and to keep going. Mm. So I'm just like, what? Because there was nothing in those woods. There was nothing in those woods. Mm-hmm. You know how the military gets really yeah. antsy about nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it all kind of died down. It all kind of just dropped. The media was just like, okay, well, I mean, maybe it was a meteor or something. Well, that's what I'm saying. If there's nobody talking about it, it just goes away. Yeah, yeah. So then Unsolved Mysteries, like I said, dug it up, 1990. And then people started coming out and being like, wait a second. I don't think we're done with this yet. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this it's been is something. 30 years. We're not as afraid to uh-huh. ask questions now. Yeah. Two witnesses came forward after that. One was a United States Air Force officer at Lockbourne Air Force Base near Columbus, Ohio. In the early hours of December 10th, a truck arrived by the little used back gate of the base, and he was ordered to patrol it. Mm. He said it was a flatbed with a large tarp on it, and it covered an object. They were like, where it was taken, Lockbourne yeah. Air Force Base, Air Force Base. Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He was told that he was to shoot anyone who tried to get close to it. Mm. He said that the truck was headed for Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. known for saucers being present. We talked about Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in the uh, uh-huh. latest Patreon episode, you guys. Yep. And then the other witness that came forward after this episode was a building contractor who was asked two days later to take a load of 6,500 special bricks to a hangar inside Wright-Patterson. He snuck a look inside the hangar, said he saw a bell-shaped device some 12 feet high sitting there. He said there were several men wearing white anti-radiation style suits and they were inspecting the object. And you guys, if you're on the Patreon and you've heard my episode mm-hmm. about the Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, this story wasn't even part of all the things yep. I told you. Yeah. He said that after he was escorted out, he was told that he had just seen an object that would become common knowledge within 20 years time. We still don't know about it. Unfortunately. No. So there was a Stan Gordon in 1999 or 1990 mm-hmm. um, who was a researcher from the Pennsylvania Association for the Study of the Unexplained. <laughs> That's a oh, lot. my God. Mm-hmm. The Pennsylvania Association for the Study of the Unexplained. Unexplained, yep. Stan Gordon believed all the eyewitness accounts and the cover-up theory. So Gordon took his findings to the next level. He created a 92-minute documentary video of his findings titled Kecksburg, The Untold Story. Which I now need to watch. Yeah. It might be on Amazon. I'm really hoping it is. The Untold Story. So then people start putting out all these theories, skeptics, debunkers, all these people saying that it was a Russian Venus probe. But then it was rejected by the American and Russian governments. They were all like, no. But if you think about it, if a Russian satellite or something crashed here... And the U.S. government wanted to run tests on it and stuff to see how they're doing things. Would they cover that up as well? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be. Yeah. 
Um, the government will cover up yes. everything. Exactly. The widow of John Murphy, the radio guy, said that shortly after his death, she publicly stated that her husband had been one of the first on the scene and that he had actually photographed the craft. Oh, so he did see it. It said that these snapshots were confiscated by military officers, and John was instructed not to discuss what he knew unless he wanted to suffer severe consequences. Mm. 1980, a UFO investigator, Clark McClelland, interviewed the assistant fire chief of Kecksburg, James Mays, and Melvin Reese, who was another firefighter. And these firefighters reported that their people had come within 60 meters of said object, and they saw it on the ground. They said it just looked like it smashed through the trees. Ooh. Ooh. So some newbie aliens were flying yeah, that one, poor, too. <laughs> those poor little aliens. They're just learning, you know. This is just their flight school. <laughs> James explained how the military had tied off that area of the woods, said they created a base, and they also had their own telecom link. And then the fire chief, Robert Bittner, confirmed this story. He said that he also saw the object, said it was about six feet high, six feet wide, and some 15 feet long. He said that's clearly not a normal aircraft. Well, and I wonder, like, if it crashed through the trees, if there would have been any destruction to the trees that we, well, that we could have seen. <laughs> let's go. Let's go find that <laughs> Do area. Do you think it would woods. still be like that? No, I think so. It's been like 60 years ago. I think so. This firefighter also said that it was resting at an angle on the ground and that it had impacted nearly nearly horizontally another firefighter pete said that he saw a ring of bumpers around it into which were described some pictorial symbols hieroglyphics 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 what's wrong with hieroglyphics it's hieroglyphics it's a hundred percent hieroglyphics i was questioning it for a second because megan's never wrong so Weird. Weird how we both pronounced it differently, but are both right. still <laughs> so very right. First-hand witness, James Romanski. He said that he recalls seeing the object on the ground some 25 years previously when he was an 18-year-old firefighter. He said that he had been called to duty that night um, because there were some concerns that an airplane had crashed. He said he got there and saw that the, bron- the object was bronze-colored but shaped like an acorn. He said it was about 12 feet long and 25 feet in diameter. He said it had a slightly raised blunt end and some strange markings. Hieroglyphics. Yeah. Hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics. Weird. He's, I know. He was quoted saying, it had writing on it. Not like your average average writing, but more like ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. It had sort of a bumper on it, like a ribbon, about 6 to 10 inches wide, and it stood out. This kind of leans into the idea that the Egyptians had some sort of connection to mm-hmm. extraterrestrials. and like, I mean, when you look at the paintings on the walls, the, mm-hmm. they speak for themselves. Mm-hmm. I've seen ancient aliens, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that that's how we bonded when we were getting our tattoos. I think so. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Watched hours of it. So on August 29, 2005, the UFO casebook received this information from a person who was an eyewitness to the object that soared over Kicksburg. This person wrote a note to the author of the stuff that I got this portion of my information from. This person's name is Francine. The letter said, BJ, I was on some site about Kegsburg sighting. It told the story and asked if anyone had an opinion about it. Well, I lived in Pittsburgh at the time that this occurred. 
I had forgotten about this ever happening until I watched the Brian Gumbel special. His sighting and mine are so similar. She said, I was at the drive-in movie that night with my boyfriend. He wanted to get there early to get a good spot. I can't remember how long after we arrived there when it happened, all of a sudden the sky lit up. What the heck was that, I asked. The sphere or ball-like object was very low in the sky and was burning and had a long fiery tail. The color to me had a greenish color to it. I would say it was in my view for at least four seconds, maybe five. But of course, in those days, we thought that was only a meteor. Mm -hmm. And the next day, it was confirmed on the radio what it was. After all these years that have passed, it's truly amazing to me how much of it I can still remember. Thank you, BJ, and getting this computer is wonderful. (laughs) What I've seen and what I will see in the future, I can relate them to you and everyone else out there that is interested in the UFO phenomenon. Francine. So I guess in saying that she's got this computer, she now can communicate oh, yeah. with all these people about yeah. her UFO knowledge. The beauty of the internet. That's great. It's the beauty and the horror of the internet. Of the internet. You people can talk to say anybody. whatever they want to say. Oh, man. A little cover up, maybe. I guess because where I had worked on the last episode I did, but mm-hmm. the 1966 Portage yeah. County one, and then the Patreon episode... Mm-hmm. about further alien stuff and now yeah. this one and it's all in the same area Ohio, yeah. pennsylvania yeah. whatever it's really like it's all around the air force base it's all like mm-hmm. i'm not saying i don't believe in aliens right i do feel like it is there's other... unlikely that we're alone in the universe right however <laughs> i also believe fully that our government does all kinds of things they don't want us to know you guys oh, know. Yeah, yeah. i've talked about this before but, like, especially in that time period mm-hmm. um, with all the stuff that was going on with the Soviet Union and all of the... I think that's why Area 51 is out there in the middle of the desert where they know there won't be a lot of witnesses around. Right. Because all this stuff started happening and they realized, like, we can't test these objects right. in populated areas because then everybody thinks they're right. aliens. Well, and also maybe it crashed because we did have, like, military officers driving it and they don't know how to drive a UFO from yeah. outer space. So that's the other thing. It could also be aliens, you know, but... I think it's probably a mixture of both. Yeah. I almost feel like if you see it, if there's evidence of it, uh-huh. it's not aliens. Right. That's my theory. Yeah. They're not dumb enough to get caught. Right. They want you to. They want Even to the newbies. <laughs> yeah. Even those BB ones. I don't know what I would do if I actually saw something I thought was a UFO. What would we do if we were just sitting here and an alien walked into the <laughs> coffee shop? <laughs> I mentioned my friend before who was like, serious phobia of oh, yeah. aliens Maybe and i always alien. thought that's such a strange phobia to have because it's so like unlikely yeah like our fear of how there are um, we're gonna have to sit in the exit row and save people like there's creatures that are gonna eat us in the, in the water the water in the in the rivers and mm-hmm. the lakes there's definitely man eating yeah creatures catfish yeah or things we don't even know about yet right. those are valid those are legitimate yeah. oh, for sure yeah <laughs> but a phobia about aliens is just like what it's like doing? <laughs> a phobia of dinosaurs. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. I do love a good alien story, though. I do, too. Thank okay. you guys for listening. Yes, we love you all so much. Uh, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find all the contact information. In every bit of the show notes. Yep. And also, you should join our Facebook group. You really should. And you should join the Patreon. And you really should. Both are a good time. We'll love you regardless, but you should. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. All right, goodbye.